Can you hear me? Good morning. I've been looking forward to uh, worshiping with you all week long in the middle of of all of the Christmas uh, festivities and the things that we've had to do as a family. Uh, I've just been anticipating this moment and sharing some time here with you as we as we worship the great and awesome name uh, of our God. And uh, and I hope that you have had a wonderful day so far. I know it's been great for us to gather here and to, to worship together. You know, Christmas is a special time, but it is, it is especially uh, significant when seen through the eyes of a child. And I've asked, as you can see, uh, Mr. Randy and two of our children to join me on stage here just for a few moments. And I want to let, let Mr. Randy... Uh, His name's Randy Fowler, but we all know him as Mr. Randy because Randy's one of our children's ministers here. Randy, I'd like to let you introduce uh, our guests here this morning. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. Good morning. Merry Christmas. How about that? Oh, wow. Okay. Good morning. Merry Christmas to all of you. Uh, I'm I'm, uh, privileged and super excited to introduce to you two of our uh, elementary age children. They're they're kind of special... uh, uh, folks today, as you can tell by the way they're dressed, but uh, uh, I, we've got two of ours here, Lily Gibson, this is Lily, and then we have Will Carter here to my immediate right. And um, Will is a second grader at uh, Goldsmith School, and he's the son of Justin and Allison Carter, his brother, um, your brother Cooper, and a sister, a very shy sister, Stella. Uh, if you know Stella, that's not true um, at all. But anyway, and uh, he uh, also has, his family is part of the Mayfair Church family here, but he also has some extended family members that are part of our, our church family as well, including uh, a set of his grandparents, uh, Junior and Barbara Carter. Um, so we're proud to have him up here. Lily is a fourth grader right, at Jones Valley Elementary School. Uh, Terry and Jenny Gibson are her parents, and she has a brother named Jackson. Uh, we're blessed to have them here at Mayfair too as part of our church family. They have some extended family members here as well, uh, including Anobi and Margaret Stone, who are her, her grandparents. And uh, they were part of about 30 of our elementary age children that participated in a, a play last Sunday night here at 5 o'clock here in, in the building on this very uh, spot. Uh, if you missed it, you really missed something special. Uh, it was They did a great job. All the kids that were up here, K through 5th graders, did a great job. We especially need to thank uh, several ladies uh, that helped direct that, Amy, Amy Stapler, Jenny Gibson. Um, there are several other moms that we can mention right now that were participating in helping them get ready. But they, 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 they acted out uh, the, the, the events that occurred around the birth of Jesus and found in Luke chapter 2 and did a great job. And so uh, we're very thankful that you guys are up here this morning. Appreciate the great job you did last Sunday night. And um, I know that both your families are special families that enjoy this holiday season. So I'm going to ask you, I'm just going to, I'm going to ask you a question, and you can answer it uh, any way you want to. But what makes Christmas so special or meaningful to you guys? Um, we celebrate the birth of Jesus. Let me say that again so I can hear you okay. We celebrate the birth of Jesus. Okay, great, great. What about you, Will? Spend time with your family. Okay. So, so both of you kind of means family, and it also means Jesus, the birth of Jesus. And uh, these guys had special parts in the play the other, uh, the other night. Uh, Will was Joseph, and Lily was Mary. And they played the, uh, the earthly parents of Jesus. And so uh, we're so very thankful for both of them 
And I think Will has a scripture he's going to read that's found in the book of Isaiah. And it's chapter 9. And these words kind of reflect and look toward the coming of Jesus. Isaiah 9. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in of a deep light will shine. For, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and, will be, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and peace, it will never end. He will rule fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor, David, from all eternity. Good job. Thank you. Let's pray together right now. Would you join me in prayer? Let's pray. Dear God, we are just uh, awestruck by the things that you've done for us, continue to do for us. But especially at this time, we are grateful for Jesus. And we're thankful, Father, that um, for the blessing and gift that was. And, Father, for the intention of that, that throughout all time, you're working, you're working and through the people and through the lives of individuals and through history to bring Jesus to this earth. We're grateful for his life, for his death, for his resurrection. And, Father, for the strength that gives us who are his children. We pray that we will live out Jesus each day in the lives that we live before others. Thankful, Father, for, the, for young people, children that can show us the, what it means to have uh, such awesome faith. And confidence in you. We pray, Father, that we would have that as your children, as grown-ups. That we can reflect that faith to our children and to our grandchildren. Father, continue to bless us. And we pray that you're pleased with all these things we're offering to you today. We love you, Father. Thank you for Jesus. Through his name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So, I, I don't know if you, if you heard that. Come here, guys. Come here. Um, but, but these are two of our own, okay? I bet you guys have some Christmas presents at the house, right? Right? This was not in our script, okay? So they're like, where, where are we going with this? You guys both have Christmas presents, right? And yet, whenever we talk about what is most special, what's most important right now, uh, whenever, in front of your church family, that's not something that either one of you mentioned. You said this is about spending time with family. Now, this is a time when the, the world tends to think about the birth of Jesus, I just think that's really special. Uh, what a great reminder for all of us, right? We probably still have some presents to get home and, and unwrap, right? So I've asked uh, Will and Lily to help me this morning, okay? So if you guys want to just kind of take a knee right here, guys, I promised them, uh, come on over here, Lily, I promised them if they would help me that they wouldn't have to be up here very long, okay? So this is my Christmas present to all of you, a short sermon for today, all right? So Merry Christmas. Um, uh, so here's, here's what I want to, to kind of focus on uh, this morning with you, okay? Just, just two, two, two thoughts because uh, I, w- I was here Sunday night and I saw uh, Will and Lily and so many others here on stage and as they were, were living out and acting out this story, I thought about, you know, what, what does Christmas mean? And, and again, there's a lot of things we, we could talk about, but I just love that so many people in our, in our culture or thinking about the birth of Jesus this time of year. Gary's been saying that for years, you know, what, what an opportunity, what a blessing, what an awesome thing that is that so many people are thinking about the birth of Jesus right now. But let's take that a little bit deeper. What does the birth of Jesus mean? What would the birth of Jesus meant to, to Joseph and to Mary? 
And so I just want to spend just a few minutes talking about that, thinking about what the birth of Jesus meant to those two. And if you'll, if you'll uh, listen to these things quickly and listen to my friends here as they help me kind of act this out and live this out for you, then, uh, then we'll, we'll call it a day here, okay? So first, uh, I want to talk about Joseph, okay? And I want to talk about this idea that the good news about Jesus made a dreamer out of Joseph. Will, if you'll stand up for just a second again, I know I just let you sit down, but you come up here for just a second, okay? So whenever we, whenever we, we find Joseph in the Gospel of Matthew, every time you come across Joseph, he's doing something. He's having a dream. Every time that you see Joseph in Matthew's Gospel, okay, he's having a dream. And so, Will, you represent for us today the dreamer. You represent Joseph, okay? So why don't you do this? If you just put your hands together like this and kind of put your head off to the side there, okay? That's Joseph, and he's dreaming, okay? And this is what Joseph represents, because every time, like I said, you see Joseph in Matthew's gospel, he's having some sort of dream. He first has a dream about Mary. He finds out through the dream, God communicates to him that what is happening in Mary is actually a good thing. It's from God. And so Joseph decides, okay, if this is God's will, I'll, I'll go through with this. Uh, Joseph finds out in a dream that Herod is trying to eliminate Jesus. He's actually trying to take his life. And so then Joseph takes Mary and baby Jesus. They go to Egypt, okay? And then whenever it's time for them to come home, do you know how God communicates that to Joseph? You remember? He has a dream. And God communicates to Joseph all that he needs to know through those dreams. So Will represents the dreamer, okay? You can wake up now, all right? Uh, you can go back to your spot there, Will. So, so if he represents the, the dreamer, then what, what I want us to learn today about Joseph is that the birth of Jesus, the arrival of Jesus, the arrival of this good news we've been talking about all month, it makes a dreamer out of Joseph. And the birth of Jesus and the arrival of this good news, I believe, also makes dreamers out of us. Because the, the arrival of Jesus actually changes the future for Joseph, doesn't it? And those dreams he has, they're, they're God's direct way of communicating to him about some very, very specific things he needs to do or not do. But whenever we encounter the good news of Jesus, we, kind of like Joseph, we can't just sit back and pretend as if nothing else is, nothing is, has changed. Because when we receive that good news of the gospel, we receive a new future as well. We receive this transformative good news that comes through, through the, the arrival of this, of this package, <laughs> this gift that we've been talking about here, here all month long. To put it differently, when we receive the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, we receive from God a dream worth dreaming. So today, as we sit kind of on the brink of the, the end of one year and the beginning of another one, I want to ask you, what are you dreaming for the kingdom of God? Again, I know that Joseph is receiving some very specific instruction from God about where to go and how to, how to make this, this child's life secure. But for you and where you sit, at the end of one year and on the brink of another, what are the gospel dreams that, that God is putting in your heart? What is it that you dream about when it comes to the kingdom of God? We're all about to make New Year's resolutions. Many of us will. We'll have goals. We'll have things we want to achieve, things we want to accomplish. We'll have some career goals. Maybe you want to lose some weight. Maybe you want to read certain books or travel somewhere. I don't know what those things would be for you, okay? But we all kind of spend time thinking about this upcoming year and what our goals are and what our dreams are, what our aspirations are. My question for you is this. In light of the good news of Jesus, what are your spiritual goals, right? What, what are our kingdom aspirations, 
What will 2017 hold for you? Because of the dream that God might be putting in your heart, because of the birth of Jesus, because of the arrival of the good news, does the fact that you're a Christian, the fact that you're a a follower of Jesus have any bearing on what you dream for 2017? I hope so, because the arrival of this good news made a dreamer out of Joseph. I think it has the power to make a dreamer out of you and me. So I don't know what that might be. You know, a year from now, you might be working a different job because you give in to the, to the dream that God has been placing on your heart. You might be living in a different country. I have friends who, who gave in to the dream that God was, was placing on their hearts, and now they're serving on the mission field somewhere else today in this very moment because they were responsive to what God was trying to say to them, God's call on their life. You may have an addition to your family because of what God is calling you to do, the dream that God places in your heart. There may be some of you who you, you, don't, even ha- you don't even have any kind of inkling or idea about adopting a, a, a child into your life. But that might be God's dream for you. That might be exactly what needs to, to happen. You might, you might find yourself in a million different circumstances because of the, the dream that God puts in your heart and in your life. So as we prepare for another new year, as we're on the the brink of, of a new year, my, my prayer is that it, would be, that it would be a year of dreams. Right, Will? Because Joseph represents for us the dreamer. The dreamer of good news, gospel-infused dreams. So maybe there's some of us here who need to stand up like, like Joseph and say, I have this dream. I have this vision. I have this calling. God, is, God seems to be calling me in a certain direction and wants me to do something. Maybe, just maybe, this time next year, there'll be somebody in the kingdom of God. You will have led someone else to know Christ. Because, like Joseph, the gospel gave you a dream. Okay, so that's, so that's Joseph. About Mary, what we can say is this, that the good news about Jesus made a worshiper out of Mary. So in Luke's gospel, Lily, if you'll come up here, okay, I want you to represent the worshiper for us, okay? So we had Joseph, and he kind of put his hands together like he was dreaming. I would like for you to just just kind of put your hands together like this, okay? Like you're praying to God. Will you do that, okay? Do that, and let me talk a little bit about Mary here, okay? So Mary represents for us the worshiper. And in Luke's gospel, we find, we find Mary's story. And so, so God sends Gabriel, and Gabriel shows up and tells Mary that that he's doing something really special in Mary. And Mary's response is, how is that possible? I don't, I don't get it. I don't know how that can be. And, and Gabriel explains that to Mary. And whenever, whenever Gabriel finishes, do you remember what Mary said? She said, I'm the Lord's servant. And she worships God. She praises God for this glorious good news that has arrived through Gabriel And she says this in this beautiful song of praise. My soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. That's what Mary represents for us this morning. She represents the worshiper. And so the good news about Jesus made a worshiper out of Mary. Thank you, Lily. You can go sit down, sweetie. Okay? If the good news about Jesus makes a worshiper out of Mary, then the same thing is true for us. The good news about Jesus makes worshipers out of you and me. 
And I think that's an important point. Because the birth of Jesus is a cause for rejoicing. It's a cause for celebration. Sometimes it's easy for us to lose sight of this, but, but all of this, we've been talking about all month long, this story from Luke chapter 2, how Jesus is, has been born, and he is Savior, and he is Messiah, and most of all, he is Lord. Sometimes we can lose sight of the fact that this is good news. And, and at the end of one year and on the brink of another, it's easy for us to look back and reflect. And, and I'm kind of like Joe. You know, I think back about 2016, and it's, it's been a hard year in a lot of ways for a lot of people I know. And I get so tired of the bad news that dominates our headlines, the bad news that dominates our prayer list. It's just that we live in a world filled with bad news, and I know we always have, but it seems as if these last 12 months we have been reminded of that in so many different ways, and it can just be overwhelming. And I stand before you today as one person who, I have to admit, there are times when I've forgotten I've forgotten that the good news of Jesus is just that. It is good news. It is the best news of all. And that if we do what we say we do, if we're trying to follow Jesus by loving God and loving others, that means we're a good news people. So we have a cause for celebration. We are filled like Mary with awe and wonder today. I hope that you're filled with a sense of awe and wonder as you reflect on the fact that God would love you, that he would love me this much. He would send his son into the world. And when we receive that good news, when we receive the good news of the gospel, God gives us a song worth singing, doesn't he? He gives us a song of praise and adoration. We, are, we too, like Mary, are filled with wonder. We're filled with awe. And so at the end of 2016, on the brink of 2017, my prayer for us moving forward next year is that, yes, like Joseph, that that we would be people so captivated by the good news of the gospel that we would begin to dream those kingdom-sized dreams, but also like Mary, that we would be people so smitten with the good news about Jesus that the only thing we could do, our only response is just to fall on our knees, filled with awe, filled with wonder, and worship the great and awesome name of our God. We need more Marys to step up and say, I have a song. I have a song in my heart because of what God has done for me. I think that's what the arrival of Jesus meant to Joseph and to Mary. The question that we need to close with is this. What does the arrival of Jesus, what does the good news mean to you? The best news of all is that you have a God who loves you, loves you with a relentless love, a love that doesn't quit, a love that doesn't fail, a love that doesn't run out. It's a love that extends beyond the the expanse of the universe. It covers over the multitude of our sins, washes us clean, gives us new life. It gives us hope. It gives us peace. That's the best news of all. If you've not responded to that good news, I hope that you will do that. Let's stand and sing this song together.